0: This is Bright and Bubbly with Tori and Elizabeth. Today, we are talking about another thing that we found has not been taught well, and that is conflict. In many areas of our lives, we're taught, you know, in school, we're taught at home, we're taught at church, we're taught at work, we're taught lots of things. But overall, we're, we've come up with a list of things that, um, aren't always taught the best yes. you know and it's not to put on a blank statement of never taught well but conflict is one of those that um we face it in every stage of life oh, there's yeah. conflict in elementary school there's conflict in junior high high school college adult lives i mean for years to come when you even have your parent and you have conflict with your kids conflict with your spouse conflict with your in-laws or whatever it may be a whole host man
1: of things yeah i mean
0: If the way that I put that list out there, it's almost like
1: if you looked, all you could find is conflict. Right. (laughs) But don't fear. We have um, solutions and, you know, we're not going to leave you stranded, but there is conflict. Conflict is all around, but it's how we handle that conflict that is key. Um, And so let's just do it. Conflict. Man.
0: So when it comes to conflict, we've talked about all the different areas, Tori, you and I, yeah. when it comes to like, okay, conflict, what do we talk about? Do we talk about like specific relationships that conflicted like in our home or, or whatnot? But I really liked what you came up with is actually addressing how you respond to conflict. Mm-hmm. And then from there, we'll we'll talk about how we respond to
1: conflict and then what to do with that and getting better and overcoming areas. Yeah, for sure. So for me if you were to ask me, Tori, how do you respond? Um, I would say I avoid it. I avoid it like the plague. Like I run for the hills, my friends. I, um, I don't like being in conflict. I don't like confrontation. And so for me, if there ever is a conflict in my life, wherever, however, I am the person that just sweeps it under the rug and says, it's all right, it's fine. Sweep it under, sweep it under, keep walking. You know, this thing happens, go sweep it under the rug. And then eventually I trip over all the stuff that I've swept underneath the rug. And the person that I have had conflict with is like, where is all this coming from? Because like, I've just swept it under and swept it under. Um, Or I just end up, taking out the stuff that I've swept under the rug and say, forget about it. It's not even worth it anymore. But then I still have that um, jaded perspective or idea about that person. So then I'm not fully my best self with them because I still have that conflict with them, but I don't want to bring it up. Um, So that's, it's not a good thing, my friends. It is not good to do this. (laughs) But that is that's where I'm at and like I'm like I'm the queen of it I'm just the queen to sweep it under and keep on going but it truly isn't healthy I mean because you you kind of get to a point like you're boiling over and you're like oh my word okay and really for me it could be like the littlest thing of like hey when we were driving to whatever whatever I didn't really like how you said whatever and it really kind of hurt me, rubbed me the wrong way type of a thing. But even like that, trying to tell that to somebody, I just would just be like, oh, I can't do that because then what if they come back and respond? And then, you know, it just, it's just too much pressure for me. So I just avoid it. But then it's like all of that could have been solved with just a little conversation.
0: Yeah. Instead of making it become something bigger than it was because yes. it's five things instead of one. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you have a, a basket at a grocery store, what's later? One item in your basket or six? Yeah. Like, you and you're the one that's choosing to put those things in your basket most of the time because you need them when it comes to grocery shopping. But not in conflict. Conflict is different. We don't need to add in things. It actually needs to be taken away yes and released or or processed properly Mm -hmm. instead of avoiding it and to tell you the truth tori i can relate to avoiding conflict when it comes to um wanting to sweep it underneath the the rug and stuff what i will do is though is sometimes it doesn't even feel like i'm sweeping it on the rug like i like walk away oh yeah like oh it It doesn't even exist. Like, what are you talking (laughs) about? And that's caused problem because I've also noticed that if other people do that and I'm doing it at the same time, when we do address things, Mm -hmm. it's that much more difficult because then they're making me look at what I left behind. And I'm making them look at what they've left behind if we've both been avoiding it. Wow. And it gets just that much bigger of an issue because you're addressing more than one thing not even topically like as in like hey you hurt me here 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 and here and here oh and you didn't know any of it there's that but then there's also but where did this come from where did this start Mm -hmm. and all these different things and why did you even not bring it up and you have to address that many more issues yes and like when it comes to avoiding um i feel like there's a a part of it where we're like Well, if I avoid it, then I don't have to address this. Right. And then maybe it won't be that big. Maybe I won't have to take that much time with my friend today. Mm -hmm. And like, okay, so sweet. I can only have like fun times with them because I'm not going to bring up anything. Yeah. But what happens when you do have to address it, then you're like, this is going to be the worst time with my friend or this is going to be the worst conversation with my sister. This is going to be the worst conversation. You fill in the blank. Because now you have to sit and you have to address something. Mm -hmm. No fun. No fun at all. No. Uh, I had this, like, word picture when it came to conflict. It'd be like you owning a house. And you invite people into your house all the time. And you have this one spare bedroom that looks really nice. And it has a couple different purposes. Like, you know, you may use it for guests that come in and they, it may be a playroom. It could be whatever. You, mm-hmm. you fill in the blank what that room looks like. But um, the door is always open and it's always been used. Well, one day you decided to close the door. Maybe because someone was going to bring their kids in and you don't want their kids to, like, play in that room or something. Or, you know, whatever the reason, the the door is now closed. It was open before. And people still keep on coming over. But it gets to the point where they don't remember that the door was ever open. And they get used to it being closed. And this whole time while that's happening, that room is starting to look different. Because what you're doing behind that closed door is you're adding in stuff. And you're changing the whole room. And in this context, I'm not talking positively at all. I'm talking like you're adding too much furniture because you keep on going garage sale shopping and you're like, <laughs> Oh, I need five end tables when you really don't. And you're you're putting in or or even worse, let's let's really address conflict here. You're using that to be where you put all the dirty diapers and all the trash.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: that room now is not used for anything but to hide stuff. So one day, one of those friends that used to go in that room when it was clean and is really close to you, happens just to stumble and go, hey, I haven't looked in the room in a while. Let me open up the door. And then they're shocked to see what's inside this room now. And your reaction is, of course, very defensive. Why would you even open the door? Like, why (laughs) would you do this? Like, why would, you know, and it puts you on edge. And so while they're asking you, what happened here? Like, what's the root? Like, where did this go? And you can't even talk about the right things to address the issue Mm -hmm. of, well, it started with, I shut the door. It started with, I started hiding things. It started with all those stuff. When in conflict, it's the same way where when someone stumbles upon what you've hidden, for you, yes. Tory, like tripping mm-hmm. on that pile, or for me, what's behind me when I walk away, like when that happens, our reactions—we have to react in different ways mm-hmm. than if we just
1: addressed it to begin with, for sure. And I, I love, I love that word picture. I love that you took us on that because it's the truth, and it just—it starts building and building and building. Yeah.
0: Well, and one thing that the world. The reason that conflict isn't taught well is because in the world, conflict isn't going to give you what the world wants. Yeah. Because in the world standard, it's like, you know, win-win situation or it's all about self and mm-hmm. you're the winner and you you have the power and you can do whatever and yeah. you don't have to control your tongue. You don't have to control your actions. You don't have to address anything. And so since we're always trying to be bright and bubbly and talk about things not in the world, but things from the Lord. Yeah. Like we actually have solutions for conflict. And I looked up a website that had like all these solutions for different, uh, things on conflict and you know like different types of conflict resolutions and all these different things like they suggest oh you can have conflict resolution with empathy or uh, mediation or assertiveness or facilitation like creative problem solving accountability interview and acting um like active listening to people all those are some of the ways that the world will tell us that we can have like resolve resolve our conflict Conflict. and that they're not wrong in it but there's even more to it Mm -hmm. because when conflict happens and you let it sit It becomes something that is beyond just conflict and it becomes that place where you can have a foothold for bitterness. Oh, yeah. You can have a foothold for unforgiveness and you can have resentment and all these different things just because of conflict or you can become more critical and less compassion filled for people around you. So, yes, you know, having... um, A mediation and accountability and all these things are great when it comes to conflict. Mm -hmm. But it's also making sure that those nasty, icky things like bitterness and all that don't come in as well because of conflict. For sure. Um, There's a book called The Seven Habits of a Highly Effective Person. Uh, It's by Stephen Covey. I read it for an internship I was a part of once. And he has seven habits To be highly effective. And there's this one. That I pretty much forget all the other ones. But this one has stood out to me. And it really goes well with conflict. And it's this. Seek first to understand. Then to be understood. For sure. Like think about that. Okay. If I'm listening rather than just Mm -hmm. talking. I might be able to hear something from you. And depending on how I have been working on my emotions and my thoughts towards you i may even be able to have compassion for what you say Mm -hmm. i remember there was a time where i was really busy and i had scheduled a get together with a friend we were going to hang out and she canceled on me and i was like okay So, like, I instantly, like, I forgave her. I was like, you know what? She's busy, too. I'm busy. Uh, Maybe I need to do something else today instead. And so, it's a one-time thing. I can forgive her, be done. I don't even need to address it. Like, she did apologize in the sense, right? Well, then it happened again. And then again. And then again. And I never addressed that it was bothering me Mm -hmm. that she was canceling on me because she has value to me as a friend and here she goes canceling again because of such and such thing and it made me feel like oh I'm not as important all these different things and I and then one day I was like I have to talk to her about it oh I don't want to I want to sweep it under the rug I want to get rid of this and not even think about it and get rid of it as in not talk to her about it and uh I was talking to her one day and she was just explaining her schedule and she explained the exact, exact three times that she had canceled on me and why she had canceled and not knowing that I was dealing with this and that I needed to address it with her. But she on her own was like, "Oh, there was this thing that happened here and then I had to do this and I wasn't in my control. And as she's talking, because I listened to her and I didn't accuse her, I actually was able to go, oh, well, that's self-explanatory. Oh, yeah, you had no choice. Oh, it wasn't because I wasn't valuable. You called me the next day. That's right. You did. Like all these things that I was able to process and like actually forgive her. But then I went the next step. I then had her know I had been hurt. Mm -hmm. So that if it's to ever happen again, I've addressed it. We know where to start from and she knows that that's an area that I'm sensitive in. Now here's the thing. I have a hard time because while she canceled on me, I don't reply back to her fast enough always that she has to plan things and can't wait for me to get back to her. So we both were in the wrong in this situation at times because she would cancel on me or overbook herself if that was actually sometimes the problem. And it was because I didn't respond to her. I didn't respond. I didn't reply fast enough. So we both were having conflict with each other and never addressed it. And yet, one day, it just happened to come up really naturally. She was explaining just her week and, like, why she overbooked herself and why she had to cancel on me. And then I was able to forgive her. And then I had to say, hey, just so you know, this did hurt me. She's like, I had no clue. And I'm like does this and then I asked her hey because I'm trying to understand you kind of like that concept Mm -hmm. does me not replying fast enough does me doing this does that make you feel the same way as I felt she goes yes and we were both able to like address this conflict and you know all it is is just us wanting to be friends and hang out yeah and trying
1: happened. to understand. And yeah. I think the world would almost like reverse that. And like, well, you got to say what you got to say. And it's all about what you have to say. And yeah. everybody needs to hear what you have to say first. Right. And we're not listening to anybody. This is what I have to say. Here's my mic. I'm, I'm going to say it. And then drop the mic, walk away type of a thing. Yeah. And that's not how conflict should be addressed. That's not how... anything should be addressed really um and i just got in my head like also when we were talking too, like avoiding conflict adds conflict like that's the truth so i'm sure if you and your friend just kind of said oh okay great this is cool kind of we kind of talked about it let's keep going there still would have been that conflict yeah and so you guys taking the time to sit there and talk about that really resolved your problems.
0: Yeah. Well, and now we have a basis to work off of. Yeah. I know, hey, me being delayed causes her this. And, oh, hey, when I do this and, and move around things and that, don't tell Elizabeth right away, it hurts her. And what it did is it also showed that it takes two to tango yeah it takes two in this and that i had hurt her and if i only focused in on me and my conflict and oh my goodness she cancels on me again she rearranged things she overbooked herself Mm -hmm. like how dare she i could really ignore that well elizabeth you took three days to reply back yeah so it's being self-aware as as well so i think like that concept from Stephen Covey's book seek first to understand then to be understood mm-hmm. is so helpful every day to one actually really truly avoid conflict by making it not happen yeah and in and, and then when we do have conflict
1: to address it yeah and also it's all about to setting up those boundaries you know figuring out like like you had said you know leaving it all in your head that conflict and then also that balance of like sharing it with a confidant or something like that because when you leave it in your head sometimes it just festers and it grows and it grows and it grows and it grows so there's that one aspect but then there's the other aspect of going to somebody else to get advice or to kind of figure it out which can be great but then you could also go to one person and then another person and then another person. And then, you know, you're in a circle that there's like five people that know this conflict and have you resolved the conflicts or are you just talking about it? Are you just kind of gossiping about the conflict that you have? And that is dangerous waters too. Um, yeah. So it's, it's that balance between – Not letting it always stay in your head, but then also sharing it with somebody who you trust that can help and guide you in this process so that you can process this conflict with somebody and you're not just processing on your own. It's really important
0: to have people that you can trust to speak the right um, advice to Yeah, and about things. Um, Because even someone who has been right in the past might not always be the person to talk to about Mm -hmm. another issue and different things like that and and not letting it become something big. And you're right, Tori. Like, what do you do? How do you have a balance? Yeah. How do you have a balance to that? I think, think, truly, you don't talk to a bazillion people about it. I think that helps. Um, But there is... There's an understanding that Mm -hmm. on your own, you can only do so much. Do so much. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where, like, there's scripture that talks about being in fellowship. Yeah. There's scripture about the fellowship of believers and being with people that it is good to be outside of our own minds and our own conflict but then, you know, balancing that yes. and still, like, having those other aspects that the word talks about having grace, mm-hmm. kindness, and love, and, and all these things. Compassion. And compassion. Oh, compassion is huge when it comes to conflict. Mm-hmm. Because it's it's like the your book said, like, yeah. seek to first understand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's a compassion thing. Yeah. Well, and then the next thing that I would say that is even more, like of a giant thing that the word talks about is forgiveness yeah i mean that's huge when it comes to conflict that that's something the world does not
1: offer Mm -mm. and that's a big thing because you yourself have to and i mean i know for me speaking um you know i'll say okay i forgive you but truly you have to say okay i'm forgiving you on this we're going to move on. And if this happens again, I'm not going to go pick up and say, well, remember when da-da-da-da-da? It's like yes. you've you've forgiven them. Yes. And it's, you know, keep moving. You know, don't use it as a weapon. Don't y- pick that back up and, you know, use that. Mm. Or, oh, I forgave you. Remember when I forgave you when you did that to me? Like, don't. It's not a bargaining yeah. chip. Forgiveness
0: is not a bargaining chip in, in conflict. hmm That's for sure. Well, and one thing when it comes to forgiveness and, like, remembering or not, like, when it comes to that is, like, there are some situations that if you were to tell, ask me, Elizabeth, tell me some stories about conflict, that I could tell you I can remember conflict I had as far back as, like, junior high and like late elementary. Mm -hmm. I actually have forgiven in those situations. I've forgiven the person, but I can still remember them, but I never use them as tools to harm. I use them as stepping stones for lessons learned Mm -hmm. and going, oh, that's right. I mistreated so-and-so and then this happened and this happened. Or, oh, you know what? It took me six months to forgive that person well i'm not going to be going through that now as an adult like yeah so there's there's that balance or or even sometimes remembering the hurt and go i forgave that get out of here yeah and then only using it to be a positive experience even though yes it probably was negative to begin with instead of bringing it back and and having it be something that you build bitterness on, yeah, rather than building forgiveness on, and stepping stones to moving forward.
1: Mm-hmm. That's
0: good. Yeah, um, there's a scripture verse that was just so good and stood out to us um, for this week. I love and it. And I, yeah, well, I love I, I love when there's scripture that. Everything around it is just... So good. You're like, God, thank you. Like, that was... You literally wrote a letter to me and I needed that. Um, in Colossians three thirteen, it says, Bear with one another and forgive one another. If any of you has a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. That's just, you know, stands alone. But this whole section in Colossians talks about um, living as those made alive in Christ. And the beautiful thing is those that are serving the Lord, we are alive in Christ. We do not have to get stuck in the conflict. We don't have to get stuck in the things of the world mm-hmm. and the bitterness and all those things that can come with conflict or unforgiveness. And I love that, you know, there's actually a scripture verse that maybe, just maybe, you need to memorize this. Yeah. And, and bearing is really, it's that producing. It's like, okay, let what comes out of you be. Be forgiveness to yes. one another against grievances. Let that come out of you. Forgive as what the Lord Forgay. forgave you. It's mm-hmm. huge.
1: Yes. Um, well, we hope that you gained some perspective and some solutions and that throughout your weeks ahead, you can look at conflict differently and you can take some of these things Um And take them with you in your conflict situations. Yep. Because we're going to be doing it in ours. (laughs) Yes. Yes. For sure. Um,
0: What's bright and bubbly with you? Oh, man. So I'm back into my tea loving season. Woo! Woo I love my teas. So my um, bright would have to be. That's so great. That we got some new teas at home. Oh. And, uh. My bubbly is that tea taste is so good. So I'm really getting lazy here nowadays. My bright and bubblies are like one and <laughs> the same. I'm so sorry, people. So sorry.
1: <laughs> oh, that is so great. Well, I guess um, my bright and bubbly would be... I'm like super pumped right now. Um, fall. I just... I think you could see it as like an encouragement because seasons change, you know, and look at this as a new opportunity. And then like the bubbliness of it is, it's like, hello, cute outfits. Hello, pumpkin spice. Hello, Christmas is almost here too. You know, like it's just. Uh, Don't, don't, don't even talk (laughs) about Christmas. Although I will say I did start looking up
0: Christmas gift ideas to make. But let's not talk about Christmas. Not yet. Like, let's hold off just another week or two. Like, we're just in the beginning. Like, October has happened. But yes, like, we can pause. Yes. Well, that's, you know,
1: that's me. So, um, go out. Be blessed. Encourage somebody. Thanks so much for listening.